KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. So it was the summer of 2014, and all of a sudden a swarm of police arrested Aaron Harvey outside Las Vegas. Aaron is a San Diego native, and he was charged as a test case of a law that had never been used before. It said someone could be charged with conspiracy for belonging to the same gang as other people who had carried out a series of gang shootings. A judge dismissed the charges against Aaron, but not before he spent seven months in jail. Now he has graduated from UC Berkeley, and I've spent the last three years talking to him during that journey. I'm Claire Tregesser, and you're listening to KPBS Investigates. Today, I'm bringing you the story of what Aaron has been through, mostly in his own words. I remember sitting in jail and a Berkeley commercial came on. And I remember telling, uh, his name is DeAndre Cooper. We were uh, cellies uh, on the same case. And I was like, if they ever let us out of here, I'm going to Berkeley. And everybody, ah, you know, you sound stupid, (laughs) you know. This is Aaron Harvey in November 2018, during his Thanksgiving break from his first semester at UC Berkeley. I interviewed him in the midst of what would be a huge challenge for him, graduating from one of California's best universities. You know, sometimes I feel like if I don't graduate from this school, I can never come back to San Diego. You know what I mean? Because it's it's just a lot of pressure, you know, like I have to get, I got to be on my midterm and flipped out, you know. One, <laughs> like, I've never gotten to be on anything. So I, I was like, I was, you know, that was very humbling. Uh, but then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't mess up my, my GPA because I have to have a high GPA because I got to go to Harvard, you know, for law school. And, but I'm putting all this pressure, it's like, chill out. It's a midterm, it's a B. Like, relax. The community in general kind of did place a lot of, I don't know if I want to say expectations, but um, kind of a burden of, of, of being successful on him fairly early on. That's Khaled Alexander, a community leader who's known Harvey for a long time. He says Harvey's case which so many people saw as unjustly putting him, plus rapper Brandon Duncan, in prison, made the expectations that much higher for a true redemption story. There was a huge amount of community outpouring while they were actually in jail. And so you had the community was a part of this movement to have them released kind of from the very beginning. Once released, instead of the two of them kind of disappearing into obscurity and just kind of working on their own um, or just being thankful enough to have been released, 
Instead of that, they ended up, you know, dedicating a large amount of their time to, you know, not only be active in the community, but to be active voices calling for reform of the system or for addressing some of the wrongs that had happened. I, I think it's pretty clear that he would have been just as happy, if not happier, without all of the attention, being able to go back to school, go to Berkeley, get his degree and, and, and decide to go in whatever direction that he wants to. So that's why I say it's unfair. I think it's unfair anytime a community puts their hopes on any one individual. I think it's an enormous amount of pressure and responsibility that you didn't necessarily ask for. There was a lot of good things that came out of that case, and a lot of people's lives changed for the better, and, you know, we got legislation passed, and a lot of good things have come, but at the expense of my life, though, <laughs> at the same time, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's great that we got all these things, but that kind of, like, ruined my, like, life as well, you know? So it's almost like, so it's almost the same thing with, like, Berkeley now. This was over Thanksgiving break, and Harvey said in some ways it was difficult for him to be around his old neighborhood. He felt everyone he saw was putting pressure on him. But now they're like, oh, so when you when you, when are you going to start law school? And I'm like, I'm only halfway done with my first year. You guys are already talking to me about law school? Like, this is, like, okay. Now I got to, you know, get to law school. Um... I don't think I've ever really said this before, but like I, I, of course, I care about social justice, and you know, I've pretty much dedicated my whole life to it, right? Um, but you know, people ask me like, "Well, what do you want to do?" and study law, and but to be honest, like, yeah. Like, yeah, of course, I'm gonna study law, but really, like, I'm doing all of this. Like, it, there's a, there was a guy on our case. Uh, his name is Justin Anderson. He's doing life on our case. And he's like, I was like, my, he's like my brother, you know. We grew up six houses down the street from each other. And, like, I'm becoming an attorney to get him out of jail. Like, I'm not, like, things, people, people will benefit from the things that I'm doing and, but those are like, like those are like the side effects <laughs> of it. Um, my goal is to get him out of like we don't have the money to get him out of jail. Like I'm going to get him out of jail, and then after I do that, I might not want to study law anymore. I talked to Harvey again during his winter break, and I could tell his college experience was taking a huge mental toll. He showed up looking tired, looking thin, and you could hear the exhaustion in his voice. Four or five weeks ago, I'm ready to drop out, right? Um, so it's, it's, it was tough. Um, I got through it, but again, I think, I don't feel like it was tough necessarily uh, like academically in the sense that I didn't understand the information but there's a language that you have to decode there's a there's like a 
you have to like demystify a lot of things up there that I wasn't necessarily aware of going up there. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, go to class, read, study, turn in your paper. Um, but like building relationships with professors, building relationships with the grad students who actually grade your papers, the professors don't even. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nobody told me this. Like, why am I still going, talking to this professor and he knows nothing about my work that I'm turning in? Um, I just need him for a letter of recommendation. Like, oh, okay. Like, this is how all of this works. And it sounds so simple, but it's very complex for a person who doesn't know. And then just the the nervousness of, like, in a sense, right? Like, going to jail is easy. I could physically do that. But going, you asked me to go talk to a professor during office hours, and I'm about to have a panic attack. He kind of became a representative of the community in general. And so as such, you know, and unfairly, um, you know, his success was tied up in, in what people I think felt was their own success. And similarly, his failure, I think, was connected and tied up in what, you know, the larger community would see as their own, as their own failure. Again, call it Alexander. He also, uh, as an individual, I think, can represent kind of what it's like to be black in this country, what it's like to be an African-American in this country, um, where you do have to work harder. If you do mess up, there's going to be more attention. Harvey remembers people who've left his neighborhood in southeast San Diego before. They went to college or law school, and when they came back, they talked differently and dressed differently. He resolved to not do that, but it's challenging. They call it like cold switching, I guess. So when people like still feel like, okay, he's still the same person. He, he's just doing other things. It, it kind of like motivates them to like, okay, well, I can still do this too. I, I've had professors tell me, um, you know, okay, we need to use more academic language. And, and I challenged her, well, like who set the standard for what's academic language, right? You know, um, like, so you want me to speak white? I told, I, I told her one of her articles, I said, you know, I felt like you wasted my time. This article was trash, right? <laughs> and she said, well, why was it trash? Um, and then I critiqued it, which isn't that why we're in these academic settings is to, you know, analyze and critique. So she says, well, I'm going to need you to have a more critical analysis on this article. Uh, on these articles when we were discussing in class. And I said, oh, what do you mean? Like, you just don't like the way I'm talking about it? Yes, I need you to speak more academically, right? Um, and I told her no. And then what does that even mean? Define that, right? Um, who set the standard for what is you know, the correct way of speaking? Did you understand what I said? Yes, okay, well then. That's, that's how we're going to communicate. <laughs> I talked to Harvey again at the end of his first year, and he was much more confident in his abilities at Berkeley and was already thinking about what he'd do when he graduated. 
I want to. I want to go. I want to go to Ivy League school. I want to just shoot for the moon. Also, Harvard's, Yale's, Columbia's, NYU's. Um, if I stay in California, um, of course I'll apply to Berkeley, um, like Stanford, Davis, UCLA. I'd like to stay in California, but definitely, like honestly, I'll go wherever, whoever accept me. But I'm applied to probably like the top 10, 15 law schools. But he was also still thinking about his mental health because Harvey was arrested suddenly in a police raid and spent time in prison for gang crimes he had nothing to do with. He has traumatic memories. Yeah, I'm super paranoid, too, as well. I'm always, who is that? Like, why is that person looking over here? You know, like, I'm always thinking that uh, somebody's police or somebody, you know, taking pictures or just, I don't know, like, I'm always just, like, super, you know, crowded and then, like, crowded, loud spaces. Um, that's, that's, like, the perfect recipe for, like, a panic attack, you know. Or even when you're having these, like, episodes of, like, panic attacks and anxiety attacks, uh, certain kind of, like, brain tricks to kind of, uh, you know, so they won't really either last as long or be as intense kind of things. So I think that was more like my second semester. It's, it's, it's really, I almost feel like I, I, uh, I put myself in a position for these kind of episodes to happen because of what I'm choosing to study, right? Um, and then I'm at Berkeley where it's just home of everything political. So, like, staying off social media, right, and not really reading these crazy stories or leaving the news alone. Um, like, don't don't torture yourself more than what you're being assigned is automatically doing anyway. Okay, we got to take a short break. But when we come back, we talk to Harvey just after graduating from Berkeley. I have him listen to some of our interview clips throughout his journey, and he reflects on all that's happened. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Okay, we're back. So two years and one pandemic later, Harvey graduated with a degree in political science. So what's up? Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I talked to him again, this time at an outdoor park with ducks around us instead of a studio. Also, he told me his plans have changed. I think I figured out law school wasn't for me like my first year at Cal. Because the more and more I started digging into the law, working with uh, attorneys, dealing with cases and things like that, they're still finding ways to just incarcerate people. So it's like, 
I'm not saying that was wasted energy. I don't feel that way, but that's not good enough. Like that's not, that wasn't good enough. Um, there's laws get created for us, laws get created against us, and they're still doing, you know what I mean? I feel like, and then being an attorney, it boxes you in. Like, you know, I'm dealing with the law, and if the laws are immoral, then it doesn't matter. Now he wants to work in real estate and do development jobs that would hire people with felony records. What can I provide poor people to kind of minimize the risk they're willing to take that's going to put them in prison? I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people, but... <laughs> what I was going to ask is, do you have this pressure to... You know, it's like, oh, you did this, now what's next? What are you gonna do? Yeah, no. Cause people are like, yeah, so what's next, what's next, what's next? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I just wanna go to sleep. <laughs> it's been a lot. It's been a long seven years. Like, and I'm, I'm, I, I am exhausted, I'm tired, but I'm like excited too, because now I feel like I can do what I wanna do. And I'm not like beholden to a, a, a school schedule. Um, but, I don't know. I feel like I could just be way more impactful outside of the law. And I, th and I think that's where I'm going. So, like, the pressure is there, but I don't let it dictate or consume me. I did in the beginning when I was first starting to do all of this, but I think I'm in a position now, and I'm older, right, to where it's almost like uh, I've given it my all. And, and like, okay, like, what more do you want from me? And like, who, and then who are like, where are the pressures coming from? Like, who are these people? You know what I mean? Like, if someone very close and dear to you has an opinion, it means a lot more than just kind of like somebody far on the outside. But he's not really just lying around. He's working with a nonprofit, helping people who've been to prison write college essays and do their applications. We have 100% acceptance rate into the UCs. I think my acceptance rate into Berkeley is like 87% right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm like telling people, like if you go through my program, I guarantee you, you'll get into a UC. I played for him a few of his old clips about applying to only Ivy League law schools, about having a panic attack over the B on his midterm, and he laughed. One, I was like, wow, I don't think I was. <laughs> you that? <laughs> yes. Um, I feel none of that anymore. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I just, well, one, therapy, right? <sighs> Man, a whole lot of that, right? Um, and just like, bro, you're, you're human. You know what I mean? Just you're you're human and you're trying and it's either going to happen or it's not. Oftentimes we hold, have expectations for this one individual to make us feel better about an entire system. Um, and, you know, thousands and thousands of people who are in the same situation. Again, call it Alexander. And while we should definitely celebrate Aaron's success and um, 
certainly be proud of all of the accomplishments that he should make. That certainly shouldn't happen at the expense of us recognizing that um, people like Aaron are kind of the exceptions who were able to um, be successful in spite of the system and not because of the system. Um, and all of the people who you know are continuing to fight cases today or who have already lost their case and then doing serious amount of time um, on gang enhancements, um, I think is, is, is big. Now, Harvey does seem lighter, less exhausted, less weighed down, and with some of the ease and carefreeness you'd expect a brand new college graduate to have. He has a young daughter and plans to move out of San Diego for a time, but says he'll eventually be back to buy a house and raise his family here. Like my moods are changing. I'm just starting to feel a lot lighter on my feet, more energy. And now that is really giving me the clarity on how or what I'm going to do. So I think, I, I, well, not I think, I know. And again, I was, again, it was guilt and everything else. I was trying to take care of everything else and I wasn't taking care of myself. And now I'm like, now nah, I gotta take care of myself. This KPBS Investigates episode was reported and written by me, Claire Tregesser. Emily Jankowski is the Director of Sound Design. Kinsey Moreland is Podcast Coordinator. This episode was edited by Megan Burke. Lisa Morissette is Operations Manager. And John Decker is the Interim Associate General Manager of Content. Stay tuned for more episodes of KPBS Investigates right here in your podcast feed. And thanks for listening. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I.